This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to episode 15 of Pints and Politics UK. We're on the day of the election, not the general election. It's more like, I suppose, the midterm elections in America, but maybe not quite even as prestigious as that, because that's actually quite a big thing. Um, In football terms, it's maybe the Carabao Cup of elections, but it's not the case in all the countries in the UK. That's mainly to England. In Wales and Scotland, these are quite big days where people are elected into positions of considerable power uh so for adam the my wonderful co-host it's been a bit different for him today uh adam what's the situation like in wales on this day of voting well um this day is obviously covers uh so many different sort of uh, uh elections everything from mayors uh, mayor london vote mm-hmm. you've got local uh, sem- uh, well, what it is for Wales, it's assembly members, which was uh, members of the Welsh Parliament. Now, uh, which is obviously a big deal for us because it's our devolved Parliament. You know, uh, secondary to uh, well, main people want it to be primary, primary, but at the moment it's secondary to Westminster. And it's the same in Scotland. So it's quite a big day because um, whichever assembly members gets the most votes out of the. Uh, the um, areas in Wales um, will take control over the government, which is currently a uh, Welsh Labour-controlled uh, part. So, yeah, it, it's a big deal, especially for, uh, for, for the devolved nations. Yeah, for the devolved nations of Wales, Scotland, quite a big thing. For England, not as much, but you touched on it there, Adam. There are also mayoral uh, mayor elections going on, particularly big in London and Manchester. Um, Liverpool, in Liverpool, yep. So, yeah. uh, I, th- I think, I think, on the global stage, and particularly even on the national stage, the most obviously London's the biggest one. Sadiq Khan's been in power for quite some time in London. It looks like, if the polls are right, that he will be in power again. Um, but just for those who aren't too familiar with mayor elections and so on, you get this. You get it's quite it's quite a strange sort of spectrum. You have the serious candidates, and then you have the less serious, you have the more radical candidates. We've had actor Lawrence Fox, who's gone into, uh, he tried to get um, go on the mayoral, uh, well, yeah, he is on the mayoral candidacy list in London. He's got 1% of the vote he was polling on, I think, earlier. Um, he's There's many on 1%. 1% more than he had. <laughs> yes, 1% more than he had. Um, yeah, many on 1%, actually. Lots of them, I think, um, is it Count McBinface? I forgot what he's Oh, uh, yeah. Is it Calm Look of Fisk? I remember. I'm not oh, sure. More Chicken Bucket. No. I'm not sure. There's, I can't anyway, remember what he's There are a that. lot of crazy names like that. And they are. And you know what? You, you can't just run for a laugh and say, oh, I'm just running for a laugh. You have to pay £10,000 to enter um, as a candidate yeah. as a candidate for the mayor. So it's not completely a joke. Um, although maybe. I although suppose, people still use it. <laughs> still. Yeah. There's a YouTuber called Nico who's running and um, he's been absolutely hilarious with his campaign because he's actually sending, saying quite uh, fundamental truths 
yeah. you know, in a very like soft comedic and backhanded way. Yeah. And, and he's very entertaining to watch. He said he wants to hire more police officers so he can just send them into parliaments and arrest all the real criminals, Ooh. which I thought was a, quite a, a bold statement, even yeah. though it's quite comedic. It's quite bold is what he's saying. He's just basically called the whole of the, you know, many of the parliamentary uh, members yep. criminals. Yep. You know, it's, it, it's satirist. Satire. Satirist. There you go. That's, yeah, what, I'm go. There That's go. what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah. But yeah, generally in London, you've got all of those candidates. A long list, by the way, a long list of candidates. Um, and then you've got uh, the two at the top, Labour and Conservative, uh, Sadiq Khan, I think quite a bit ahead of um of sean bailey the conservative candidate this time around uh in powers in his uh mayoral seat since 2016 he seems like he's going to have the advantage over over his tory can or over his tory rival do you think do you, there's quite a lot of animosity towards him i think adam uh sadiq khan any particular reason why do you think i mean he's he's, he's polling so well still he looks like he's going to get in and uh for another 10 years so. Um, I, I don't know why he had such a, um, a hard time. I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that, you know, he, he's put a lot of new, like, green restrictions into London in the last mm. four years, which has been met with a bit of, you know, uh, displeasure by some people who, um, you know, enjoy the finer things in life and being able to just drive into London however they wish. Mm. Um, but I don't think he's been a bad mayor. mayor. Mm. You know, uh, I think he's done some... Um, I think he's done some great stuff. Like he's 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 been um he's done some good things where he's had wins on environments. Mm. However, I think he gets a lot of um a lot of grief because there's a there's like a, a big old belief that he's done a lot of failure when it comes to crime. Yeah. Um he seems to come across as a bit of a spineless leader. Mm. Um and especially when it comes to issues as housing and transport. Mm. Um you know, um however, you know, at the same time, people have uh, felt like you know, actually he's not done a too bad a job, mm. especially when we look at the environment stuff. Like he's done the um, ultra low emission zone or ALS yeah. in April 2019, which has been you know very successful in reducing CO2 emissions in London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got things like you know um, decreasing you know the traffic in neighbourhoods. Mm. However. Um, and you know he's progressed cycling with increased segregated lanes and spread of mm. uh, low traffic neighbourhoods. Um, he's also managed to boost environmental credentials by supporting the planting of tens of thousands of trees across the London boroughs. And he also um, put the ambitious sort of um, you know thing forward to create a carbon neutral London by 2013. Something that you know I'm pretty sure. Um, was it the other week we were talking about um, Boris that said something mm. similar? Yeah, something. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Boris Johnson, mayor before Sadiq Khan, actually did a fairly okay job as London mayor, didn't he? Particularly in terms of being the first. People, of... you love Boris as London mayor. Mm. Yeah, Boris Sparks, I think, were one of the biggest initiatives that he put forward, weren't it? Um, you know, a, a, a branded set of bikes. Wait, what, 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 what were Boris bikes again? Were they, they were segre- segregated across the whole city, weren't they? They were situated across the whole city and it was sort of to promote uh, healthy living, getting people out riding bicycles as opposed to driving. So, I, I mean, that did quite well, I think, at the time and obviously it was the face of the Olympic Games. Um, you know, and I guess, yeah, London is London is the main talking point with that and obviously Manchester. Andy Burnham's quite big as, as the Manchester mayor. He's probably going to get another re-election. Yeah. Well, he's he does a lot, I think, for Manchester, doesn't he? He's uh, almost the face of the 
when we think of northern um, political faces, I'd say Andy Burnham. Uh, when I say northern, I mean basically anything north of London, really, because we don't really hear much in the Midlands so much uh, as far as political um, personality goes. But I think as north north of London, south of Scotland, I think Andy Burnham's one of the most recognisable political voices, isn't he? Well, I think um, he made his mark, especially when um, voicing, you know, you know, especially speaking out against Westminster, especially during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, especially when it came to like uh, affordable, um, you know, care packages, mm. um, which was not, um, Boris had seen to be failed, mm. um, to have failed on the amount he was prepared to give the Northwest yeah. for economic coverage, especially when it came to um, um, when they use zones. Mm. Do you remember zones? Where it was yeah. like, which the safe zone, the bad zone, all that yeah, stuff yeah. where you could go tier out. Tier one, when, tier two, tier three. Yeah, tiers. where Liverpool was allowed to open when Manchester wasn't, but when mm. Manchester opened, Liverpool wasn't. And, yeah. Uh, the, and it was quite pathetic and it kind of demonstrated the whole disparity and like the unfair distribution of wealth across, mm. the, you know. Yep. So yeah, I, I, Andy Bunnan's definitely up for the running, especially his old bike initiative. <laughs> what did he say a couple of years ago? He wants to create uh, Manchester into the uh, the Amsterdam of Britain. <laughs> Oh, so, all good. he needs to do is legalize weed. Then yeah. <laughs> we're on a, we're on there we go. There we go. Yeah. I mean, that 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 was being debated this week, I think, wasn't it? Uh, the the legalization of cannabis that'll probably come on the debate section. Yeah. Point. So Khan is very much campaigning for that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is so, another interesting. One. I think that is very much is winning over young voters or younger voters. Yeah. Or, Christ, anyone who is a cannabis user, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of pros to it, but again, that's another debate, really. Now we're just yeah, it's another debate for another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're just so there, there, there's your sort of overview on, on May. I mean, there's been a bit, a lot of controversy with Liverpool, hasn't there? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with with uh, with Anderson, the uh, the mayor having to um, having to resign, uh, resign, yeah, because of um, because of corruption claims, <laughs> which is quite ironic. I mean, considering you know who necessarily. Some of the people who are in position of power within the UK at present, uh, they aren't really. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't need to really finish that, really. Uh, but. No, absolutely not. Yeah. But uh, Liverpool also up for up for uh, the the mayor election as well. One of the other big cities um, available, but a bit of a tinge of controversy again, because Liverpool's always been. Um, held by a Labour representative or, or, or seems to have been. And it's. It, that 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 just that that really frustrates people because I remember when Labour, the party, kind of backed the Conservatives' attacks on Joe Anderson, and they and 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 people will say, "Well, oh, you're just going to hand us over to the government? We don't want." I mean, Liverpool literally hate the Conservatives with a passion. Um, uh, majority of Liverpool, does, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Something to say, yeah. And and I say that, yeah. The Liverpool has never been, like I say, because of the slant. You know, there's there's been a general disliking, particularly of Boris Johnson as well, by the way. Um, so that didn't go. I mean, what 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 do you make of the Liverpool situation? I mean, it's not ideal, is it? If for the majority, like you say, of that city, um, but what do you make? What do you make of it all, really? It's so very difficult to mm. make like an overarching uh, statement for a city yeah. such as Liverpool because historically, yes, it's been a working man's city, it's a port city. Um, it's been good. You know, it used to be one of the busiest shipping ports in the world at one point. You know, um, so it's natural that they would 
you know, dislike, you know, sort of anti-industry, sort of supportive initiatives. Um, I don't know. I think the whole mayor situation as well really mm. crumbled because I can't remember. Was Anderson Labour or was he? Was he? Uh, no, Joe, Joe Anderson was Labour. Um, I mean, he, the 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 Labour candidate standing now is Joanne Anderson. Um, so she, so she's she's now standing. No relation. She's now standing as as a, a Labour councillor in this in this mayor election, and they've actually said the result of this uh, it's is not a foregone conclusion. It could be the most unpredictable city mayor poll because of all the controversy. Because yeah. of all that's happened. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't rush to say that they a, a majority of Liberal uh, dislike or hate the Conservatives, especially mm. after. You know, Anders, the way Anderson's been. So yeah. I don't know. I I I would need to do more reading and to yeah. give an honest opinion on that. But yeah, he wasn't a popular mayor. No, no. You know, at all, even no. when he was elected. So I I, I don't know. Yeah, so. difficult one. Um, but generally, okay, out out of the cities and back into the uh, back into the devolved countries with with Scotland. We'll just touch on Scotland because we're going to Wales in a second. With Scotland, um, Nicola Sturgeon is set to continue her majority in uh, the in, in charge of Scotland, and that will be. Oh, I don't think it's a surprise to many. It does mean that the the, the probability of a, of, a, of another independence referendum for Scotland does increase in the, in the in the future. I don't think, I think she's sort of gone on record to say she doesn't want to do it straight away. She wants to sort the COVID situation out first before putting pressure on for the second referendum. Um, but I, I actually, I, we we've both got, we both said that we actually quite like Nicola Sturgeon because, you know, I think she's done relatively well with the pandemic. I think she's certainly been more in touch with the people than Boris Johnson has. Absolutely, yeah. Um, she is a strong, independent woman. She she certainly I... faced off the um, the hot like salmon thing. She she stood the ground extremely well because it was another example of women getting blamed for men's actions in yeah. politics. And yeah. you know, she stood the ground. She went through that trial with the utmost dignity. Yeah. Came out at the end. Justice was served. All was well. She she got through the. Um, well, was justice served? I can't remember now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with Alex Salmon, he actually tried to make a comeback bid after his um, allegations of sexual assault. Uh, he made the Alba no, party. No, justice was not served. What am I no, talking about? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't. Put it, that it, out. The only the, <laughs> no, no. I, I think justice was served in the sense that um, Nicola Sturgeon was kept in her position. Um, yeah, yeah, because that would have been go. very yeah. unjust. That would have been very unjust. Uh, she came out the other end still fighting which is great so. exactly yeah so in that sense i think you're right because uh, she could have been a lot of people were calling for a head um when she hadn't been you know necessarily proved to have done anything uh, against the um against the political code and whatnot but she she did come through like say on the right end of that and she's still and she looks like she's leading her party to another majority um alex salmon made a party called the alba party and it's not done very well i don't think it was basically no no you know it, it, it was like a it's like a retro SNP party, wasn't it? Because he used to be the SNP yeah. leader. He wanted to do the same thing Sturgeon did, but better. 
Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that was ever going to get much traction, really, especially in light of all no. the scandals he's been through. No, he, he, he's been too too much of a controversial figure, um, which doesn't bode well uh, in Scottish politics. I think it's the same in Wales. If you've got someone like that who's gone through that sort of, you know, public trial, yeah. Of, yeah. you know, they're not yeah. going to fare well no. um, after that. So. No. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting uh, with that. I mean, do you think they'll get a referendum? Do you think they will get independence, Scotland? Ah, that's a whole episode in itself. It is, but briefly. But um, people in Scotland have wanted independence for donkey's years, mm. and it's had much more traction than it has in Wales. And I'm talking decades when it comes to Scotland. Yeah. Um, which is no lie when it comes to Wales, but it's been particularly strong in Scotland. Mm. Uh, longer than it's for the same potency as it is in Wales. Mm. Maybe potency isn't the right word, but mm. you know what I mean, like the strength mm. of it. And um, the fact that they went to a first referendum yeah. demonstrates that it's still very much, and the fact that they're still campaigning for a second. I feel it, like the second one has man. more traction because of Brexit. I mean, when the first one happened, Brexit yeah. happened. And the second one, you're like, oh, okay, well, there's even less I, I, risk attached yeah. to it than before. I think the driving force when it came to Brexit was like Scotland as a nation didn't vote for Brexit, did they? No, they no, no. they they voted to 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 remain, and that was another turning point yeah. after the first yeah. and being like, guys, come on, look at this. Yeah. So, um, mate, honestly, anything could happen. The only thing so, with Sturgeon, I, I wish, is that she had a bit more not authority, but. There was a, because she very much is seen as the, the woman to bring Scottish independence, it's a shame there's not a bit more to that. In, in the, if she was in charge of one of the main parties, she'd obviously have a lot more to contend with. And I personally would love her to be in charge of one of the main parties because I think, you know, she's a she's a very um, strong-minded, authoritative and excellent, you know, leader. So, yeah, my only small disappointment with Sturgeon is that she could just be sort of, I mean, labelled or, or or put into the bracket of simply being a, a one-trick pony, having the independence card. I think she's a, a lot better than that. Um, I don't know. I think she's genuinely a good... I, I think overall she is genuinely a good politician. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, Sanctuary Products is another thing that came through in, in yep. Scotland that is free, which is fantastic, the way it should be. You know, she, she's done a lot for um, equality, you know, uh, and she certainly stood a ground when it's come to, you know, the fight against Johnson. Because I know she took a lot of stick from Boris Johnson when it came to the mm. independence vote. Mm. And Johnson at one point did say, no, they can't have one, which was completely undemocratic. Yeah. So, you know, um, you no, know, I think, yeah, I think she's genuinely a, a very good politician. I, I wish I could look tonight. I'd certainly be voting for her if I was in Scotland. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, talks about England briefly. Obviously, the, the local council elections that was um, a different kettle official together. But with Wales, um, I mean, this is your sort of territory. What's the general feeling there at the moment? The results haven't come through yet, but what's the general feeling? It's a very mixed bag. You've got a whole generation, you know, and I'm not, well, not generation, a whole, you know, a uh, culture of people. Uh, and we're talking about people spanning. You know, people in their 80s to, you know, 12-year-olds who are interested in politics who are backing Welsh independence. Mm. A lot of people my age, a lot of people at the school leavers, and a lot of people just in general, mm. you know, governmental, local council sort of positions who would back mm. a Welsh 
you know, an independent Wales. Um, so you have a large sort of group, you know, um, who rally behind Yes Cymru. Now, Yes Cymru are not a political party, but they are closely affiliated mm. with the values of Pride Cymru, being mm. party of Wales. So mm. Yes Cymru and Pride Cymru go hand in hand, pretty much a lot of the time, you know. Mm. And um, so you're going to have a large quota mm. of the Welsh mm. <laughs> who mm. will be voting yeah. Pride because of those values, because mm. of what it represents, and because a lot of people have lost faith in Welsh Labour mm. and in Westminster for the last couple, mm. two, three, four years, well, since Brexit for a lot of people, mm. and for many, many others mm. decades prior to that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a feeling of that, but then you've got a complete opposite. Like you couldn't get any more different mm. um, other side of the coin mm. um, of individuals who want to abolish the Welsh Senate completely. Mm. They want to get rid of the Welsh Parliament, Welsh Senate. They want to get rid of it. And these come in the forms of UKIP, mm. um, the Abolished Party. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few others I didn't really want to learn the names of because I just didn't think it was worth brain power. Um, and I, I feel like this is such an astonishing um, party or sort of mentality to have or want. Just, because, to, just um, for clarity, what would that mean then for anyone that's not sure? Welsh oh, Parliament, yeah. that would mean Wales would no longer have self-governance. Mm. If you got rid of the Welsh Parliament, all any elements of self-governance that we currently have would be taken away and given to Westminster. Mm. And before you know it, Wales would just... Uh, and the fear is Wales would literally just become another um, borough or another county mm. of, you know... The UK, mm. which is well of England, it would be mm. you know Wales would just become a part of England, mm. which is nightmarish for a lot of Welsh people. Mm. So you know, and it's it's a great you know it, it's 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 actually quite a frightening thought because it's very undemocratic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. it would be a democratic vote causing undemocratic consequences. Mm. And um, one it, of our mutual so, friends uh, who's running wants that. Yeah, it's very that. much in. Yeah, I think these days he's a mutual acquaintance. Yeah, um, who's running for this narrative, and I think it's it's a terrifying narrative. So you've got these two, and then you've got Welsh Labour, those who believe Mark Drakeford's done a, a, a splendid job. Um, however, over the last three months, it's probably fair to say he's become a bit power mad, um, a bit crazed by it, um, because he's gone from zero to 60 in a couple of weeks, where he's mm. gone from everything being shut at all costs, so mixing, matching, and now I'm allowed to hug my relatives. Mm. But two weeks ago, I couldn't. So, you know, two weeks ago, I wasn't even allowed to go to the pub garden. You know, mm. Mm. so very uh, people have lost faith in him pretty much mm. by the end because he'd become too. You know, he's not charismatic. He's not, you know, he doesn't have that same, but he has kept us safe at the same time. Mm. A lot of people have said his policies have kept us safe. And then the Welsh Conservatives, which are always, you know, uh, the Welsh Conservatives, mm. you know, not, not very popular um, up north, but different down south, especially for those who uh, have, like, migrated to Wales permanently. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a very mixed bag, mate. You've got the ultra left, the ultra right. You've got the socialist narrative. You've got the conservative narrative. You've got economy um, over safety, and you've got safety over the economy. It's a mixed bag. So it, it'll be an interesting one either way. Sure. No, well put. Um, 
And just generally, I mean, the results will be out. Are you expecting, what are you expecting when this goes out? I mean, it will have happened, but just right now, before the results have been finalised, are you expecting Wales to still be governed by a Labour government? Or what do you, what are your thoughts? I think it'd be a safe bet to say Labour will stay in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, well put. Uh, and enough on that, really, these midterm, pretend midterm elections. Um, <laughs> as I say, for me, uh, just for clarity, I'm in uh, a small town in England, so not one of the big cities with a mayor. So for us, it was it was about voting for local councillors and uh, police representatives and, and, and smaller positions like this. Um, and, and it meant you vote for several people on the ballot paper. So it's quite different, I guess, to these one-seater mayor cities, uh, this is very much about, you know, people who you wouldn't necessarily see around. So this, for us, it wasn't MPs or members of parliament to, for representatives. It's very much on a small local scale. Um, and for parties like the Conservatives and Labour, it's a small indicator, like a mock exam, if you will, of just where people are seeing each individual party, I think. But it's nothing too drastic, I don't think. Um, in local seats. Uh, Still very important to exercise the right to vote, though, people. Yes, yes. No matter how small, large, important or unimportant you think the election is. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you should always try in your mock exams. Some people don't, but you should always try. <laughs> Voting is the backbone of democracy, people. No, it is. I agree. Like I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You should always vote uh, as and when you possibly can. Anyway, out of that now, and on with um, a few other stories, and the... Uh, Strange issue, uh, some declaring it could be a war, which would, seems to have been a bit, mm, I wouldn't say over the top, because there has been a bit of animosity in our, in our local fishing waters. Um, around Jer- the Jersey area, the French are not happy. Hey, with... did, did oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, the French have said, the French are not happy with the uh, current situation. They're, they believe they are getting their their fishing areas and, and and so on taken away from them, which is kind of true when you look at the Brexit legislation that was passed by the European Union and it made various changes to rules and regulations around fishing. Um, French aren't happy because it's affecting their livelihoods. Uh, Britain's not happy because they think the French are going against the Brexit regulations and Jersey's caught in between. And I think Macron uh, threatened to cut the power to Jersey or the French threatened to cut the power to Jersey. Um, so it's all a bit hot and blustery at the moment, this whole fishing scenario. Um, we thought well, it generally. Well, literally uh, an hour and a half ago, um, I'm reading this off Sky News. Um, uh, so France has threatened to cut off the Jersey electricity, as you said. Um, and as it says, fishing licenses are being granted without conditions not agreed. However, they have the French, um, a French military ship and fishing boats protesting over post-Brexit fishing rights around Jersey have returned to France. But Johnson is saying the Royal Navy ships will remain um, in the capacity of HMS 7 and the HMS Tamar. Yes. So as a precaution. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very interesting because obviously this was a, a really like a, one of the most like uh, key narratives 
um, to onboard Brexiteers uh, that, you know, that was utilised and it was the fishing industry. And so this is obviously becoming a bit of a precarious issue uh, because they've got to be seen to honouring it, as they said, and obviously Johnson mm. wants to. And, mm. you know, it's very difficult because we think uh, Jersey is British territory. Yes. However, is literally a few miles off the coast of France. Yeah. So, very much like in between, said, yeah. Very much in between. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's closer to France than it is Britain, hence why it's power well, Guernsey. Guernsey? Guernsey is also another British... Guernsey's uh, definitely closer to France. I'm not sure with Jersey. Yeah, yeah, Guernsey is another yeah. British isle yeah. that's very close to France. And obviously it comes down to who's who, where do you draw the lines in the water? Mm. Then, but mm. you, uh, it's, it's a very fascinating uh, problem because, like, uh, you know, the, the, the Brexit deal was approved, was it last week? Yeah. And like the fishing uh, rights and have not been really outlined clearly yet what is right and wrong. And obviously it's the fact that they've got naval ships involved uh, kind of proves that it's quite serious. Yeah. You know, nobody lightheartedly sends a, a Type 45 frigate to the... Uh, I hope not, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The north of France. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. You know, it seems to have calmed down for now, but... I think with everything going on, it's one of Johnson's lesser worries. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, imagine so. Tell you what, though, Boris Johnson will be happy, or will, will be somewhat happy, to announce um, possible countries that Brits can go to in the summer. Um, I think he's going with. Um, there was a there was a list, and there were some countries you have to go to that you simply can't go to. And there'll be some countries you can go to, but you'd have to do two weeks of quarantine in a in a location, a hotel by the government. And there'll be another one where you can do home quarantine for a lesser period of time. So it's like the tier system, but for countries set by the yeah. that That's what I'm led to understand. That's what I've read. Um, yeah. I think by the time this goes out, we will know which falls into which tier. Um, or, or you will know, uh, should I say. But um, yeah, I guess that's, um, you know, most people I've asked aren't really aren't really jumping yet to necessarily run and fly away to another country where virus rates might be different and whatnot. Most people are just happy to have the semblance of freedom within their own country, which is fair enough. Um, But um, I guess, um, I mean, we we were just sort of saying off air, a lot of these countries we would imagine are quite in need of tourism industry um, injection for the economy. Um, which is quite sad. But then on the other hand, there is the hope that many of these countries wouldn't be putting, um, you know, unnecessary risk on their own people if they didn't feel that the situation was secure in that time. Well, you'd hope that's the narrative. Yeah. Um, You'd hope that, you know, that's the way they want to be. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's Spain and Greece are on the yeah. list, aren't they? Yeah. Um, as holiday destinations. Yeah. It's it came back to what we said. What was it a few months ago? Now yeah. where we said that we were moving too quickly with the reopening of Europe. Yeah. Now I still stand by that. You know, but then again, we also two months ago completely underestimated how quickly the yeah. vaccine rollout was i was thinking this because we had different presumptions i think based on 
Because I remember when we first came out, when we came out to the first lockdown, eh, like last year, this point last year, ish, I genuinely thought at that point it would steadily return to normal. That was the narrative, wasn't it? And then, yeah. and then it didn't. And then we said, oh, but we're just going to halt it briefly. We're going to have a circuit break and we're going to go to tears and then we'll go back to normality. And then I thought, okay. And then we didn't. And then it got to Christmas. And then they said, oh, you can go and see your family at Christmas. I thought, oh, okay. That, that, you know, that's a, that's a positive movement and you can go and see different households. And then that got scrapped. And then they announced lots of new variants. And then we went back into another lockdown which lasted uh you know several months so i think we're just going off really adam the 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 way it's worked before what we did both underestimate like you say was how well you know the government did to push forward the vaccine program to get everyone vaccinated with the first dose and then and then push on with the second something that kind of went against scientific regulations where they said you should be getting both doses in a short period of time and we, and it, we both said Look, they might just be doing this to, to make it look good on the graphs, which it did. Uh, but in actual fact, it's working out quite well. So fair play on yeah. that, you know. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. So you never know, mate. Maybe we were completely off those couple months ago and uh, we'll be looking at a completely normal summer with no masks and no social Possibly, distance. possibly. Which I, is I, literally I, on the cards, I think, at the moment. It, it does is. seem to be, really. Yeah. Um, I do think that... What some people have suggested is that there might be some level of restriction, not lockdown, but restriction in place around the winter time because of winter flu and possibility of winter variants. But yes. nothing along the lines of another lockdown or anything. So maybe I'm thinking then either, I don't know if they bring masks back, but they might just extra hygiene eyes places. I've no idea. Or or or, or suggest yeah. that maybe working from home when po- possible just to prevent the possibility of, but I don't think it'd be anything crazy like we were suggesting, um, you know, but that won't be the case. It's worth bearing in mind that won't be the case across some countries, particularly India, where it could well be going into the next year, like we thought it might do here, like we thought it might do in other countries. Some countries won't lose the coronavirus until next year. And I thought we'd be one of them, but there will be many yeah. that aren't. So um, on that on that respect, uh, well done, Britain. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Well you know, done, Britain. The fact yeah. that you and me, well, we're twenty three years young. Yeah, and you've already had your first dose of mine's yep. coming up next Tuesday. Yeah, well, fantastic. Fantastic. And no, it is fantastic. And like I say, I think I think we were going. We we were quite. You might call us the doom mongers, but there will be countries out there. I guarantee. Well, I know that we'll not have lost this until next year. At the very, uh, you know, the, that's well, the you've only got to look now. at India. Yeah. It seems to be reaching out. Oh, I, I believe they were losing more people daily. Shocking. Uh, this week than we have in total. Shocking. So you know you can't even imagine the scale of like the terror and the the death and. And I tell you what, if we didn't yeah. have that lockdown that lasted a few months just into the new year, and if we weren't as as efficient as we have been on the vaccine front. We would be honest. looking at next year. We would, and we'd be in a we very, very yeah, well. Situation. Yeah, exactly. It, it, we could have been looking at another spiking deaths, another, you know. But one thing I've just seen on the news now as we've been recording this is that we're at a, a twenty-year high for alcohol-related deaths, which is, you know, which that, is that, another that, side effect of the yeah. of the lockdown, I should think. Poor which Adam. is another, yeah, for me. 
Yeah. I've, I've been consistent in my alcohol consumption uh, at an all-time yeah. high for the yeah. last five years. Yeah. So <laughs> but 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 just 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 to finish that point, on, we should do the best in alcohol at some point. But just to finish your point on um, on uh, on the virus trade, and we both have been critical of the government, but it is nice that they choose a football analogy. They really did, I think, turn up for the second half. They really did. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and credit where that's due because you know what yeah other absolutely. countries haven't it's been, it's been an incredible all that yeah um, for all this uh, blabbering and blustering and all the crap that happened uh, when it came to conservative government yeah they pulled it out of the bag for this one so yeah. gotta give it to them yeah, yeah. okay absolutely. this ties on well to the debate really which is what I told you before uh, really really um, we, for the, in terms of the British culture feature, we've kind of hard, we, we we kind of do it more sparsely now because it's not we can't, it becomes quite difficult to come up with a unique British culture features on episode fifteen. But it doesn't come, uh, it's not difficult to come up with a uh, with debates. And this one, which I think is really interesting, maybe looking at this from an opposition party point of view, is how would you frame a party winning campaign in the UK or, or as Adam would say in England uh, with, the, with, you know, the devolved nations generally having their own uh, yeah, governance. Well, yeah. yeah. But no, this, I think this is really interesting because this is a position, I think in terms of the local elections going on today, Labour, the opposition party led by Sir Starmer are expected to be left a little bit disappointed generally across the board. Um, now, that's down to a few reasons. I mean, just to start this debate off, because I think it's important to understand why the Conservatives are still polling quite highly and why they're probably going to do quite well across the local elections, generally speaking. Um, what would you put that down to now? I, I think from my point of view, I'm looking at what we've just said. Response to current response to virus being good. And also the Brexit deal was f- being finalised right at the back end of last year. Kind of, Brexit, what they got elected for in the first place, and the virus is the here and now, and they kind of do it, they've kind of, they've certainly done well with the virus here and now over the past few months. And Brexit, well, we don't know, if, we don't we don't necessarily say they've done well with that, but they've got something, a resemblance of a deal done. Yeah. I, I think the Conservative government have timed the reopening of the country remarkably well for this election. Yeah. Um, so if I was you know, framing what I would come forward now, like if I was a conservative candidate now yeah. for these elections, I'd be going like, look guys, we're all outside. We're in pub gardens. Yeah. 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 Non-essential shops have opened. Look yeah. how well we've done. Most of us have had a vaccine. Most of us, yeah. you know, some of us have even doubled up. Look how fantastic we've yeah. done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Deaths are at an all-time low. Yeah, you know, infection rates are all time low. Vote for us. We'll do yeah, it again. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, no, like this. Well, that's for now. How do you how do you debate with that? Yeah, you know, that's for now. People and... are, yeah, people people are having have, have short term memory when it comes to crap. People don't want to remember the crap. Although, they only want to remember the good. You know. You're right, though, Adam. In terms of these elections, now we don't know the results, as I say yet, but we imagine they've done quite well. You're spot on because. We've been living, it feels longer than a year that we've been living with the coronavirus to me. It feels a long, it feels years, oh, it not is, one. It? <laughs> <laughs> a, year, a year and a month. A year and a month, yeah. That's why, it, mate. It, it, yeah, oh, goodness. We just feel like a lot longer. So when you see this positivity, these huge positivity, literally, you see what's going on, 
You see the vaccines in place. You see how well we're doing compared to other countries across the world. It, it is the perfect at the moment. You can't really rival that. I mean, what can look at it, Sakaya Starmer and Labour's point of view? How exact? What exactly can you do for that in the past few? You can't. I mean, I know uh, Keir Starmer gets a lot of criticism for being capped in hindsight and not necessarily uh, criticizing the government as much as he, he should be doing. But how can you really compete with normality? You know, coming, walking up the hill essentially, and and vaccines going smoothly and and things slowly reopening. What do you? What can you? The only the only other way to really you know really um oppose this i suppose just from an opposition point of view is to say well we should either be opening a lot quicker because everything's kind of normal in terms of deaths already but then that's more of a very you know center right kind of thing which is you know to help you know to hell with uh, all of this which i mean a lot of the conservatives by the way when boris johnson announced his lockdown plan like we said said it was way too long yeah and so yeah what can you do to oppose that, though? Because these past few months, they've been well, good on that. Yeah, you have to do the fundamentals, don't you? You have to uh, go through the history books of the last year and a half. You do. And you're really going to have to bring the skeletons out of the closet once yeah. again and bring back the, the horrific images yeah. of the hospitals, um, bring back the news bulletins about how we should have locked down two weeks yeah. earlier than we did and how it would have saved tens of thousands of lives they reckon you know it's yeah what i would say though adam is that the negativity isn't sticking is it really to like with the no it isn't yeah this is what i say they've they've timed it remarkably well you know i i and however i I don't think uh you know personally if i was running the campaign and if i was if i was running for labor i would I, i would release you know a real reminder of the sacrifices mm that you know as you're guzzling down your 15th pint of the weekend you know remember how much people have already given for us to be able to guzzle our 15th down and what they sacrificed and how many people died unnecessarily because of it because of the action of the government you're about to re-elect because you now have your pint in the pub yeah tell you you what tell you what this this isn't really this isn't really the big... I mean, the big election, theoretically, should be in three years' time when this is a distant memory, uh, really. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, hopefully well, you're right. this is the problem. It shouldn't be a distant memory. No, no, I it know. It will certainly be distant, Yeah, but it should, not, it should not just be a memory. It should be remembered and be yeah. loved. But know? in terms of a vision, what vision generally in two, three years' time, what would you think? You know what? This is what we need. This would win over, you know, voters who were previously not won over. This would challenge the current status quo at the moment. What what do you target? I mean, I, I look back really to when Tony Blair, this was a bit before my time interest because I was only really young, but when Tony Blair won his second term in, in office, Tony Blair based his campaigning around education and the national health service yeah and to be honest that's to to me that's still so strong in terms of in terms of what to go at the forefront of something um but i'd argue that is different to how it was back then i I think uh i've seen this in wales as well it's kind of difficult 
yeah to actually uh, you know differentiate party policies yes you know i watched a ukip video on facebook before yeah. <laughs> the sponsorship videos was it I was, with, going was it with our mutual acquaintance uh, yeah i was going through now politics on youtube uh, uh was it YouTube? Yeah, it was new YouTube. And um, not Facebook, it was YouTube. And it was and, and I saw the Welsh Conservatives video, I saw the Welsh Labour video, and I watched the UK video, and they all talked about the same things. Poverty, education, funding, and the the, the actions of the Senate. Mm. In some capacity, that's what they talked about. So they're all jumping on the same bandwagon. Mm. And saying that they're, they're going to be the ones that are going to sort it. Mm. So how do you choose between a bunch of parties that are all saying they're going to do the same thing? Yeah. Well, you just go for the one that's already in power, or you go for the biggest one, or you go for the one with the with the largest historical track. You know what I mean? Mm. It, or, or or you go for the fresh one. You go for the new one, which is has no established. You know, it, it's it's such a, a weird time for politics. So politics mm. is normal, but this is a particularly mm. non normal time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. How do you separate yourself from that though? Do you try and be rogue? I mean, I actually think when it comes to getting elected, media gets people elected. It really does. Media gets people elected. So what do oh, you think absolutely. about that generally? Oh, it's, 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 uh, it's the epicenter of campaigns, the right media, isn't it? Yeah. You know, right-wing newspapers normally are read by those who care about voting more than yeah. those who do not. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. The older generation tends to read papers. Yeah. Conservatives own a lot of the more popular papers among the older generations. Yeah. Generations are more like uh, the older generation are more likely to exercise their right to vote. Mm. What happens? More older people vote than the younger generation. Yeah. Or at least the midsection between... The super keen students. Yes. You know, the 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah. And then you seem to have this like gap from 30 to 50 year olds mm. that swayed in either direction. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, media does sway it. Yeah. The right political adverts, campaigns, social media. If you can tap into social media mm. the same way you can tap into newspapers effectively, mm. you know. Joe, mate, I don't really know. I feel like I'm talking you're on to my to a, You're on to a winner, though, I think. If you, yeah, if, yeah. If you crack this, if you crack media, you crack social media algorithms, I think, I think <laughs> that you're on. I mean, that's a sad thing, really. Media representation, what they think, generally. And I think I think that's what Jeremy Corbyn liked in the previous Labour administration. He lacked the media savviness to really yeah. get his message across. And the support of his peers. And of the same generation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those. Anyway, Adam, you yes. Uh, yes. The, the time is of the essence. Uh, it is of the essence. We, we can round it here. Um, we will be back next week with a probably, a, probably a, a fairer reflection of what's happened this week because it was just before the election. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting yeah. one next week because yeah. we can get, yeah. talk about how... Uh, how yeah. our predictions went and all that. Yes, yeah, and all of that. Uh, more debate, more more profound discussion, hopefully less Wi-Fi issues because I had a nightmare this week because of a landline. I, I know, don't ask about landline. A landline, people. Listen yeah. to this, a landline. Landliner, yeah. It's, 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 it's cavemen parents, you know, it's cave man and woman 
Sorry, should I say caveman? Okay. Cave parents. Cave parents. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> at Pint and Paul for the Twitter. Don't tweet at it much, but if you drop me a message, I will reply. Uh, at the Johnny Bentley, if you really want some uh, quick fire interaction. And uh, Adam's got a Twitter as well, if you can remember the at. Uh, I'll give it next week. You can't I'll remember the at. You can't remember the at. That's how much no, Adam uses remember. Twitter. Yeah, that's how much yeah. he uses it. All right, keep calm, stay safe, and I'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Take care.